Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, October 13th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. I'm going to take us back a couple of years. Let's go back to 2020. Everything was shut down from COVID. And one of the the big things I remember everybody was talking about was the stimulus checks that were coming in the mail. The government was sending um, the American public hundreds of billions of dollars in cumulative stimulus checks. Then a couple months later, businesses were able to apply for SBA, Small Business Association Loans. For the government would just forgive. They would just give them money, forgive the loans. And businesses were also collecting hundreds of billions of dollars in, in cumulative SBA forgiven loans. So where was the government getting all this money? How does the government, the real question is, is where does the government get all this money to be able to run these programs, give money to the public and, and, and run the, the services that the government's always running? And the answer is the government borrows this money. They take this money and they borrow it from certain people and certain groups. And because of that, the debt of the country continuously increases. Currently, the national debt is at $31 trillion. Three years ago in 2019, it was at $22 trillion. In 2012, it was at $16 trillion. In 2000, it was at $5 trillion. So we're continuously increasing, increasing, increasing. And now we're at you know record highs that is huge, huge, huge amounts of money that we're continuously adding every year to the national debt. So from 2000 to 2012, there were $11 trillion of national debt added. From 2019 to 2022, there are $9 trillion of debt added. If you divide you know, the amount of debt added by the amount of years, nine divided by three, that's $3 trillion of debt added each year for the past three years. That is a way higher amount of debt accumulating than, than in that period from 2000 to 2012. It's a way higher amount of debt accumulating each year than the period between 2012 and 2019. So the past three years, because of all these social programs, these the, the, you know when the government gives out money and the government forgives loans, et cetera, like we talked about in the beginning, the government is accruing so much more debt these days than, than, than in years prior. But actually, like how much is $31 trillion uh, compared to like the US economy? It's just such a huge amount of money that's hard to mentally grasp what that actually means. It comes out to about $93,000 in debt for every single person in the country. If you were to split this debt among all the individuals in the country, everyone would owe $93,000. That is a huge amount of money per person. And we have millions of people in this country. In addition, if you want to compare it to the GDP, often the debt is compared to the gross domestic product each year. Last year in 2021, it was $23 billion. That is $8 trillion less than the current national debt. We're, we have so much money in debt that it's, it's, it's even more than how much we're producing each year. We talked about how all these program, these new government programs, they cost a lot of money, so we take out national debt. But the real question is, doesn't the U.S. You know, take half or a third? Doesn't the federal government take some large amount of my income every year in the form of federal taxes? Don't we pay so much? Doesn't the government have so much revenue? And it's true. The government does collect for about $4 trillion in revenue in, re- in a year in recent years. The real challenge is they're spending so much more than that. So in 2021, they had they, the federal government collected $4 trillion 
in revenue, and they spent $6.82 trillion. So the spending was $2.77 trillion larger than the revenue. So that it's called the deficit is, is that is that difference. So the national deficit for 2021 is $2.77 trillion. And the way they cover that, that money needs to get paid, right? The money's going out to the people. The money's going out, you know, to fund the post office and, and to fund the military and to fund the and to fund NASA and to fund the public, you know, education system, all these things. The money's going out. So where are they going to get this money if there's this deficit? That's when they take out loans from, from the different banks, the different places they, they're in debt to. It's when they have an, a large national deficit that they need to take out loans. Right. So instead of seeing, uh, you know, how much money they're getting in revenue from taxes and other services and saying, you know, this is the budget, this is the, the cap and spending, you know, less than that amount or up to that amount, the government spends often and in recent years, much more than that cap. They have that budget, but then they exceed it. And because they exceed it, they need to take on debt. And, and that is why the debt has been increasing and increasing and increasing. And it's, it doesn't seem like it's ever uh, decreasing. So once again, why is the debt so bad right now? It all really started increasing at, at a almost uncontrollable rate is when the pandemic hit. The, um, the, the Trump administration approved the stimulus packages, which gave hundreds of billions of dollars to the people, then the SBA loans, hundreds of billions of dollars to businesses. And then they were giving out money, but also national costs increased. The government had to spend a lot of money developing a vaccine manufacturing vaccines, distributing vaccines, you know, for in many places, the federal government was paying for vaccines, they were free. So, so, you know, that's going to cost tens, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. It just added up with, with new pandemic costs. Other things in recent years have been, for example, the war in, on, in Ukraine have strained oil prices. In the past year, the federal government has subsidized national oil prices a little bit from that national fund. So they spent money making oil prices a little cheaper here in the United States costs billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. Other things they've done in the, in the past two months, we even did an episode about this. President Biden relieves billions of dollars, you know, accumulatively of student loan debt for millions of, of, of students, of American students who have graduated. This, these, all these programs take money and all these, in recent years, these programs have just been in higher in prevalence. Government's been spending a lot more. So the, so the, and they haven't been collecting more revenue than they've ever had. Um, so they have to fill that deficit somewhere. They take out debt. In addition, these problems like the pandemic, the war in Ukraine, our strain on oil, all these things have also affected inflation in the world and especially in America. And so we've seen huge rises in inflation. And because of this, the Fed has continuously been trying to curb inflation and in doing so they've raised interest rates. Currently, uh, interest rates at are around 3%, which is a lot higher than the normal amount. And because of this, this increases debt. And, and so we're seeing more debt going into the national debt more in this year and in the past few years than ever before. So one of the things the government has always done to combat an rising, increasing, you know, growing so fast national debt is they've had what's called a debt ceiling. And this is basically an almost an arbitrary number that the Congress has decided that the, the national debt cannot exceed you know, X amount. In the past, it's been $10 trillion, $20 trillion. And just last year, the government hit the debt ceiling. So Congress um, actually rose the debt ceiling. If, if the debt ceiling has been hit, you know, if, if they hit, the government can't borrow for unessential, unnecessary things, Congress is still allowed to, to, to fund certain necessary programs. So even if that debt ceiling is hit, certain programs, the post office, 
you know, things like public education, they will keep running um, and the government will still be able to borrow for those programs. However, unessential programs, they have to stop. So that's why they've kept increasing the debt ceiling so they can keep borrowing, keep doing these national programs. And because they've continuously increased the debt ceiling, the debt itself has increased. And so it seems almost arbitrary that to have the, the ceiling there in the first place. So sure, the government tries to limit the amount of debt that they're accruing every year. But if they're in a case where they're getting too close to the ceiling, they'll just increase it anyways. And so that, this brings up the question, who is the U.S. in debt to? We keep saying that they're borrowing money, but who are they borrowing money from? And there are two main types of debt that the U.S. currently is in. There's intragovernmental debt, and then there's public health debt. Intragovernmental debt, that's debt that the U.S. Treasury owes to other government agencies. Basically, this means that these agencies, such as the Social Security Fund or Military Retirement Fund, when they take in money from taxes or other services, they often have a surplus, more money than they need to actually spend. And instead of just holding that money there, letting it go to waste, they lend it to the U.S. Treasury. And so these loans, over time, uh, lend to debt. And so currently, we have $6.82 trillion in intragovernmental debt in the US. So the rest, you know, the, the other about $24 trillion that is not intragovernmental debt, this is owed to the public. Um, so many private businesses, big, big companies, you know, Fortune 500 companies, uh, these, these ginormous companies, they will lend money to the federal government, big banks, Goldman Sachs, Charles Schwab, Banks often lend money to the federal government because one of, one of the reasons organizations, people as well, when they buy treasury bills, feel comfortable lending to the U.S. government is the U.S. government has been strong for so long, and it's seen as a as a, as, as an investment that'll always pay back. Um, so it's, it's one of the most stable investments you can do is buying treasury bills, which is you know lending money to the U.S. government. They're going to pay back. So the U.S. government is, is so stable. Companies. Either, even other countries do not feel scared. An example of other countries loaning money to the U.S., um, which becomes part of the debt that we owe, we owe to other countries, is like Japan and China. The U.S. owns, owes Japan about $1.2 trillion, China almost a trillion dollars. So the U.S. has some of their debt owed to other countries, a large amount owed to private citizens, domestic U.S. companies, as well as a very large amount owed to other parts of the of the U.S. government, such as the the Social Security Fund, the Fund for Retired Veterans, etc. Right. You know, like just an ordinary person can go and buy a U.S. Treasury bond, a small amount of money, and that that goes into the national debt. And so that's a small amount of money, but included of the millions of people that buy these buy, buy these bonds, that's a lot of money that is contributed to the public debt that is held by the U.S. government. So the real challenge is: is this debt bad? You know, we why, why does it matter if the U.S. government continues increasing their national debt? And the real, the real challenge and the real issue with an, with a, lo, a larger national debt is the same as when I take a loan from a bank. I have to pay interest on that on the money that I'm using from the bank. I have to pay the bank. You know, if I take hundred dollars, I might pay them hundred five dollars back. You know, some I pay them some some fee for using their money. And the U.S. has to do the same. To our debtors, so the U.S. is paying interest to those who, who the federal government is paying interest to those who who uh, we are in debt to. So the U.S. turns out with thirty-one trillion dollars in national debt, we pay about three hundred billion dollars in interest on that debt each year. That comes in twenty twenty-two. It's come it's come out to about nine hundred and fifty million dollars each day is paid in interest to to our debtors. That's a lot of money that is going to pay interest that could be going elsewhere. 
Right. The U.S. government, they, they currently spend uh, more than two times as much on transportation uh, infrastructure as they do on the interest on their debt. Four times on education uh, than compared to the debt. And also like four times on housing, eight times on things like science or like technology. So huge things that are really important uh, for the government to spend on. They're paying so much less than just the interest on their debt currently. It's actually one of, the, I think, the most telling statistic or, or number that, that really shows you how much we pay in interest each year to our debtors is, is the 9% number. The U.S. pays 9% of its federal revenue each year to interest, 9%. If we, if we didn't have to pay that interest, if we had no national debt or a much smaller one, we could take that $300 billion, invest it in education. Invest it in low-income housing. Invest it to make one of the, the you know, to to re to re to re-strengthen our infrastructure, to build better schools, to build to build a stronger America. But instead, we're paying it to Chinese debtors, Japanese debtors, local debtors. The U.S. government could be doing a lot of good with that money, but it is going elsewhere. This is going to bring a close to this week's episode of the Young Perspective. We want to thank you all for listening, and remember to check back in each week at our website, theyoungperspective.net, or you can listen to us on all streaming platforms as well. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.